What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me in the host spotlight for the first time, this man has a long resume he's adding to it. Mark Carey. Marky Mark, how you doing, my friend? Very good. Very good. good. Does good it feel weird you. to be over there instead of over here? Oh, you see the uglier side of weird, me? Life is weird, period. Yeah, it is. Uh, he's with us uh, as our pastoral guest uh, for the last time, potentially, question mark. If he ever comes back as a special guest, that'll be sweet. But he was in the pulpit this weekend, John Morrison. Good to see you guys. John, thank you for being Glad here, to be my man. with you. So, a little bit different. We're going to unpack uh, Sunday in Review and the weekend a little bit, but Mark's going to help me guide through what can be a, a recap of FBC and a, a Morrison send-off and all that good stuff. So, Yeah, Mark, it, was, it was an exciting uh, Sunday. It was hot, but uh, really appreciated, uh, first of all, the message. Hmm. It, it, it was fun to see what, what were you going to say, but hmm. it was classic. It hmm. was just... Hmm. I don't know. I didn't know what to expect, but yeah. it was it was what needed to be said. Were you nervous he was going to say anything about you? <laughs> well, why would I be nervous? He could only say anything good. <laughs> but uh, how did you? How, <laughs> how, what, what was your thoughts, John? Oh, it was enjoyable just to be out with everybody at one time. Uh, beautiful day. Um, just uh, good music. Good time interacting with people. Uh, and just so bittersweet, uh, you know, for Diane and me, on the one hand, you're just enjoying seeing people and such kind things uh, mm. people say. And, and um, you know, that stuff, is, it, it's very, very touching. Um, but you just realize these are people who have become part of your life, you've become part of their life, and you have a shared heart that is eternal. And so when that shared heart gets torn, the bitter part is it's mm. getting torn. The sweet part is the fact that you actually had the privilege of getting that uh, mm -hmm. connected, that it would hurt, yeah. you know? Uh, so anyway, it's, it's, I think it was as good as it can be when you think about leaving. Um, I just am very thankful yeah. and, to, to and, God. And just as a reminder, because some had some maybe hearing issues back way in the back, but Heard it's that. online and you can uh, get the, uh, the message, but also... The, some of the things that were said, and uh, mm. Hunter and Sherry and Jim Davis, and very mm. sweet. Um, yeah, very was there fun. something you more you wanted to say, or or would have liked to have said, or or you wanted to? Well, I, I think uh, I, I think probably two things in connection with the message. One is almost more like like Caleb's word uh, recap. I just was so personally blessed in my study to be refreshed at the idea that Jesus gets glory from giving us eternal life. Hmm. I mean, I'm always thinking about eternal life as a gift and as my receipt of it. And I think about kind of maybe what I do that's done in faith as a source of glory to Christ and his own self-existent glory, just because of who he is, there's glory. But the idea that the process of giving eternal life to people is actually a source of glory for him, such that he would say, my hour has come, glorify it, the son that he may glorify you so that I can give eternal life to those you've given me. And for some reason that hit me in a brand new way. Mm -hmm. um, 
And, and, uh, and, and so anyway, just the idea of thinking about eternal life, not only again, as I said, not only that which happens after we die, heaven forever, the new mm-hmm. earth, all that being with the Lord, mm-hmm. but the fact that there is this rich blessing that's meant to happen for us right here and now. The, the other thing I was going to say, something I said came out a little, um, it wasn't terribly unlike what I had written, but it came out more... I don't know if the right word would be sharp or brief, or but definitely as soon as I said it, I thought, gosh, that could be so easily misunderstood. It needs more time to elaborate on. But I was afraid of mismanaging time, and I just thought, I'm just going to have to keep going, you know, And because knowing me, if I tried to clarify it, I might take seven <laughs> minutes, and, you know, anyway. but And that was when I said uh, maybe halfway through or so, speaking about my own experience with anxiety and depression. And I use that in contrast with Romans 8, 6. Romans 8, 6 says the mindset in the flesh is death. Mindset in the spirit is life and peace. And I talked about the fact that I have spent many days, weeks, months, years struggling with anxiety and depression. And that the older I get, the more I appreciate the life Christ offers us now. And that Many times when I wasn't looking to him adequately, I didn't know I wasn't looking to him adequately. I thought I was looking to him. I was reading my Bible. I was praying. I was trying to walk with him. But I would be really weighed down by anxiety and depression. And I, I don't mean to say that a person who is walking in the Spirit won't ever experience anxiety and depression. That's not my intent. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think could easily be conveyed in what I said and the way I said it because it was so brief. Um, I don't mean that. I actually believe that a person can walk in the Spirit, be experiencing that which the mind, uh, the mindset in the, on the Spirit is life and peace. You could have life and peace, and you could still experience weighed downness, mm-hmm. uh, just the sorrow of life. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for example, Jesus wasn't not walking in the spirit when he sweat droplets of blood yeah. Yeah. in the course of his prayer. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It was the anguish of the soul. And, oh, gee. And, oh. Come on in. Just a minute. <laughs> oh, my. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You okay. guys. Uh, speaking of the so, anguish so, so, of the so, spirit. Come on in, okay? Come on you, in. Guys can, you guys can shift, shift this way. These. So people ask, and they think this podcast is scripted, okay? It never is. Uh, today's especially proof of that. Uh, if everybody can hop in here Don't and get in the frame for at least a second. here over the next five so, minutes. So all we're doing right now is getting a screen cap for the thumbnail. You know what I'm saying? Ben's behind the screen. So this is going to be, this is called Beautiful Chaos. It's, it, uh, so there we go. All you got, all, all you got to do is, is smile, smile briefly, smile briefly Don't at the camera. Believe, don't believe three, the man two, behind one. the curtain. Perfect. All right, here's what we're going to do. If everybody can go back that way. Mark, we're going to end with you, so you're good to hop up. Okay. And then I need one of these guys to join us. We're going to do a little John? roulette here where they're going to come and share 
words of encouragement to you or a funny story of you. They might roast you. I don't really know. Okay. Uh, but we're, we're sending you off in sermon spotlight fashion, okay? Uh, he was in the middle of a wonderful exegetical point of his sermon. <laughs> but the look on his face when the door, uh, whoever knocked, that was incredible. Um, so, JVD, you're first, my guy. Well, thank you. And, and Why should I have here. trusted anything? <laughs> you don't trust anything. Yes, no. No, it is good to be here for this special episode um, and to just express appreciation on behalf of all of us on the staff of just the countless uh, ways that you've invested in us and just personally uh, how I've appreciated that and just your sound counsel. Um, Mm. Situation after situation, you would just bring it right back to what does God's word say in this situation? Mm. And... uh, just personally, I had that experience. Um, Lauren and I uh, sat in uh, John's office for the beginning of our pre-marriage counseling, and um, I remember sitting there as a young young guy, and John walks in, kind of like a doctor, into the doctor's office, is kind of looking at the assessment exam that we had done, and goes, folks, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> and it has been. And I've appreciated the counsel from you and Diane oh, over the years. So thank you very much, very John. Kind of you. you bet. JVD, thank Deeply you, my guy. I appreciate you. Thank you. So obviously this was a surprise to you. You're now my co-host as these guys come oh, yeah. through, okay? So if you oh, want to dig well, right back at him, you can. Jim, to, come on up, my man. Then I get to say some yeah, things yeah. about <laughs> certain people. Jim, thanks for being here, dude. Sure, you're welcome. So your last exegetical thought for FBC was just completely interrupted. So that's yeah. how you leave us with uh, <laughs> that's right. the that's right. insight for our journey. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, people just have to extrapolate for themselves, yeah, right? There you go. No, John, uh, thanks for everything through the years. And, and um, you know, I go all the way back to where, um, like, you actually rented my mom and dad's house for a yes, little while. Yes, we did. So mm-hmm. this Two is, years. This is a long time Two ago. Two years, that's so right. You, you know, you rented my folks' house for... A couple years, yep. and then um, twenty-eight years ago, twenty-seven years yeah. ago, yeah. And then I did some remodeling work uh, yeah. in your all's house. I yes. think I put in some hardwood for yes, you know, for you guys. You sure uh, did. Way back when, and um, <laughs> but yeah, all that we've done and uh, been together, just enjoyed uh, just our, our our time together spiritually. You know, when God is yeah. giving us that time together uh, spiritually, Thank you, our ministries haven't across the lot mm-hmm. but when they have it's been great yeah and yeah. Um, there's two people in the world that call me Jimbo you're <laughs> one of them and uh, Jim Annabel was the other one so, uh, so, you know, well I'm in great company so there you go so now I'm gonna be down to one person in town oh, that calls me Jimbo and well, so thank I'll you miss, Jim um, I really love you and appreciate you you have been a great call me Jimbo, uh, source so, of encouragement to yeah. me yeah, I just have really have appreciated you. As Yesterday brother. morning, we were having our, uh, our our every Monday morning our our global missions Zoom meeting, and so Fernando Navarro was on our meeting oh. yesterday morning, and he said he had watched the service oh, on my. Sunday, oh. and he said uh, how much he has appreciated you through the oh. years because you always came when you speak Spanish. Yeah, and yeah. so I just want to pass on his uh, Thank thankfulness you. to you that he shared with oh. us. Uh, yesterday so so many dear brothers and sisters in in mexico there in chiapas but also in mexico city and guadalajara and just Mm. uh 
man, that has been such a sweet blessing. I never, I, I never forget that I came here and I've been here three weeks from Texas. And one of the things I had told Diane was I was a little sad because we weren't, mm. I wasn't going to get a chance sure. to speak Spanish. I wasn't going to get a chance to mm. build friendships with people like I had most of my life. You know, these, and three weeks in, Mark says, "Hey, John, a couple of guys are going to Mexico uh, in a week or so. Would you like to go with them?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And uh, we had never talked about speaking Spanish or anything like that. And so we're on the airplane and I think I'm talking to Tim or somebody and this will be great. And then somehow it came up that I spoke some Spanish and they're like, oh, well, that's nice. And uh, anyway, that en uh, ended up opening a door to so much sweet friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great. impact with our global family as well. Yeah, thanks. So thank you. Yep. Thank you, Jim. Jim, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Who's up next? Scott. Scott. <sighs> Scott, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Good to be here. So uh, a number of our kids kind of grew up together, and there's a number of great stories. But our, uh, the, our youngest, uh, Joel and, and James, uh, they, they, they spent a lot of time at church. And they, they, they knew each other. And the Morrisons were over at, on, our way, on their way to our house uh, for a dinner or something. And, and James was in the back seat, and he asks where they're going. And John says, oh, we're going to, to Joel's house. And James goes, Joel's house. You, you know, Joel Santmar. Oh, that's right. We live at church together. <laughs> there you go. This is first yeah. thought, you know, that yeah. we live at church together. But John and I first got together well over 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, we got together every week. Uh, he uh, mentored me for a number of years even before I came on staff. Uh, like I said, a couple of our sons grew up together, and we did a lot of camping. And But my favorite is a canoe trip uh, that we had. Um, John had the, the borrowed... Film, the film should be called Canoe Trip from Hell. That's what it should be. <laughs> and, and it went downhill from there. Um, John had borrowed a boat that, well, it had a hole in it. And it... Uh, it only took on more water as we went, but John was a trooper. <laughs> I have never seen anybody continue to row, 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 row over and it just it was wild bailing, wild bailing, and while, while having the water line lower yeah, and lower and it just lower. never stopped. But it was it was a real. If anything, it was a picture of you know no matter what you're going through, you just just keep rowing, <laughs> just keep rowing. Oh, that's good. I've appreciated kind of like Dora. That. Uh, uh, about John is just there have been some times where he's had to just keep rowing. Mm, that's and, true. Uh, mm. Just really appreciate that. Well, mm. I have really, really appreciated rowing with you, Scott. You've been a really good example to me, a great encouragement, and so to our kids. The film was entitled uh, uh, "Canoe Trip," a canoe trip from hell, starring two guys who row upstream without a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> You can always kill him, Mark. Here. I can see. I can see the look ignore, on his face when he had something to say. Ignore the man behind the curtain. Oh, he was yeah. coming into the frame. Uh, yeah, you knew yeah. he was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thank you, Scott. Scott. Appreciate it. Sherry, join us. If there's anything you've always wanted to say to John Morrison. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we were told that we could only tell one story, but I'm going to tell two. Okay. <laughs> I have my chance. I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay, so um, the first one is about nicknames. Um, I had worked here probably six months, 
And John had decided I needed a nickname. Well, we pondered that. And the one he came up with, now just picture in your mind when I say this name, Cheryl Dean. <laughs> what do you see? I see somebody wearing bib overalls, wearing a straw hat, and barefoot, okay? Salute! <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't really respond well to that. And <laughs> no, she didn't. So we worked on it some more, and lo and behold, it came up with another one about six months later, and that was this character from MASH named Radar, who went, that would be fine, except for he tended to be annoying on the show a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't sure, am I annoying? Am I just this hee-haw Radar's character? Radar's awesome. <laughs> so I was okay yes, with that. Is. I was okay with that for a while, but apparently it didn't suit and so we came up with another name and he started introducing me to people as she's this person who keeps everything together in the counseling ministry so we just call her glue glue that's right <laughs> glue now Absolutely. isn't that just a sticky kind of name well <clears throat> is that the one that stuck apparently okay oh. so i have for you john it says Cheryl Dean Radar Glue for you. And the directions say use generous amounts to keep the ministry together. Oh, that is very sweet. <laughs> Sherry, thank you. She is glue, and that's a fact. Isn't the that... fact that I'm even here up this late, it's clearly because of God and Sherry. And hmm. I'm not sure if it's in that order, but hopefully. <laughs> but I'm just terribly I'm grateful for it's you. That order. Thank okay. you, Sherry. Well, the other thing that has always been really special was um, from the beginning, uh, when we would have our weekly meetings, John always took time to um, ask me about my family, see what he could pray about. And so our meetings usually lasted two hours, but I'd say probably 45 minutes of it was us catching up, praying about things. And, and that was a really nice thing for me. And yet, every time he prayed for me for probably three years, he always said, and please don't let Sherry lose her joy. Well, I was very baffled by that because I thought, do I come to work every day looking like misery or what? I mean, I didn't know what I was doing to make him pray for me every time. Don't lose her joy. Well, I finally got brave enough to ask him, why do you pray for me not to lose my joy? Do you remember what you told me? I know what I would say right now. I don't know what I said then. Okay, go what ahead. What I would say right now, is, because this is what was always on my mind, is you left your family to come to work, and you had been um, devoted to your husband, devoted to your kids, and you remained devoted to your husband and your kids. You were also homeschooling, and now you had this opportunity where you could work outside the home. And I thought the saddest thing would be if coming to work here, yeah, it brings a little money, and... Yeah, it gets you kind of out of the house for whatever benefit that is. But if it cost you your joy, it wouldn't be worth it. Um, God, in my mind, there's something about you where joy has been present since w Diane and I first met you and your family 27 and a half years ago. And not like life is easy, kind of, oh, I'm joy because I'm just poly purebred and everything goes perfectly. It was, there was a, there was a meaningful joy. And I just thought, Lord, if, if her coming to work with me ended up being the cause of her to lose that great gift, it isn't worth it. 
And so that's why I prayed it. But I don't know what I told you. I got to feel like that's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's part of it. He did say that, but he also said something about, I know what it's like to lose your joy. Oh, That's (laughs) certainly true. Certainly true. And I didn't want you to have to feel like you were losing your joy. So... Mm. I have some joy for you to take to Texas. How's that? Hey, nobody else bought props, by the way, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. That is too so cool. So you had to keep that with you. Thank you. I'll do that. I won't lose my joy. And if you okay. need to glue it somewhere to remember. <laughs> right. Hey, good call. I really appreciate working for you, John. Even when your phone goes off. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sherry. Thank you, Sherry. Right. Uno mas, right? Sanford. Timmy boy. John, I am one of the newest members of this team, so I don't have a whole lot of history to draw on. Thankfully. I first (laughs) um, met John when we co-officiated Ben and Ashley's wedding. Yeah. And then the second time that I met John uh, was at the pastor's retreat. And um, I found out that uh, I was partnered up with him in the same room. And I didn't know why at first, but I was very grateful for this <clears throat> until that first evening. And then I learned all night long just what a joyful noise that John can make to the Lord. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, this is initiation. Everybody else knows all about John. <clears throat> so I'm here to attest to uh, the vocal cords of John. That's perfect. Evening. That's perfect. Oh, but I will say Tim. this poor in all Tim. seriousness, um, for what little bit that the Lord has allowed Sue and I to get to know you, um, we have seen a depth of character and have found ourselves longing that we would have been able to spend a lot of time with you uh-huh. and just um, rub shoulders together. So Thank you, Tim. If the Lord doesn't give us that opportunity while we're here on this planet, then there's some day that we'll be sitting in the Amen. benches of heaven Amen. on streets of gold, and we'll have a wee chat or two. That's How's a that deal. Sound? That's mm-hmm. a deal, Tim. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, God Tim. Bless you. Mark, come on back up, man. Now, I'd say you have the last say, but Morrison's going to yep. speak right at the yep. very end, yep. so yep. choose hey, your words carefully. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. Guys. If you guys need to bounce, walk past the camera. You're totally fine. Yeah. Um, otherwise, fine. hang out. I did want to I did want to just reminisce real quickly back when when we we in 1993 when we first contacted and I first contacted you December of 92 yep December of 92 and mm. uh, and we were needing looking at, to, to add our staff Mike Lukens and myself were there and the elders were been praying and wrestling with what our next role was and we saw a lot of young families coming and the church was was uh, beginning to grow, and and so we thought a family pastor. But along with family issues, there is a lot of need for. There are a lot of challenges that come with husband and wife relationships, with raising kids, and all that. It should be nice to have someone with some counseling background, uh, biblical counseling background, and. Um, um, many of you know Don Denhartog, who left us back in September, but his older brother I had done my internship with out of seminary. And so I called Dave Denhartog, who was in Cleburne, Texas, and I said, here's what we're looking for. Do you have anybody? You didn't know anybody? I'm just starting networking. And he said, well, I just talked with a friend, a mutual friend of, with me too, a guy by the name of John Clays. And he had uh, he just met for lunch with some guy down in Houston, and 
take it away. That was you, right? Yeah. Yeah. We had a, I had had a counseling practice in Houston at that point for upwards of eight years. And, um, God had been working on my heart because I was longing to get back into a local church ministry. I had done that for three or four years, and then my private practice ended up taking over all of my time and some public teaching I was doing. And so uh, I had been doing that now, full-time counseling, for about eight years, and doing it full-time. I love counseling. I love being involved in people's lives, but there was something about uh, averaging 30 hours of contact face-to-face contact with people in their problems for eight years that had worn on me. And mm-hmm. so uh, a former a pastor from Houston who had left and had a guy take his job, the guy who took his job as he left to go pursue a PhD, he said, who, would, who do you use for your church for people who need counseling? He said, well, a guy named John Morrison has a practice, Biblical Counseling Associates. And so he gave me a call, invited me out to lunch. We visited, had a nice conversation. At the very end of it, he said, John, how do you do how do you meet with people all the time who are having problems and struggling and all that all the time and i i've been asked that question a lot and i had a few pet answers you know well you kind of learn to compartmentalize you know you try to leave it with the lord you know whatever it is that you really are trying to do but this time he asked me and i said well it's funny you say that Uh, i'm trying to figure that out myself uh, because it's wearing my soul out Really? He said, what would you do if you could do anything? I said, really? And nobody ever asked me that. I never articulated, even to Diane. I said, you know, if I could do anything, I would be back on a church staff, doing some counseling, doing teaching and pastoral care, um, maybe working with small groups, and trying to just help people recognize what it's like to be part of a family. Um because I feel sad for people who are Christians, but don't recognize what it can be like to be a family with people in church. Hmm. He goes, okay, that was it. A week later, I get a call from John. John, I don't know if you remember me. We met for lunch. Yeah, 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 I'm not that old yet. Now, today, it might be a different story, but yeah, sure. Listen, I just talked to an old friend uh, I, who I did an internship with years ago, Mark Carey. I don't know if you knew him. He was at seminary just a little before you. No? said, well, listen, he told me he's looking for a guy who's got a seminary degree and counseling background and teaching the Bible and pastoral care in small groups. It was exactly what you said you wanted to do. And I said, wow. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, I said, where is this? He said, Winchester. I said, I've never heard of Winchester, Texas. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't think of anybody. It's a big state. And I figured, mm-hmm. that, why would you ever look outside the state? No, it's in Virginia. He said, I said oh. I love Virginia. We've got family there, but I don't think that'll ever happen. We just bought a house, just had a baby, got sick relatives who are older, getting ready to die. I, I No, but thanks. That was it. And I happened to pass it on to Diane uh, that night at dinner. I just, oh, I, met, I got a call from that guy I met for lunch last week, and he said, blah, blah, blah. She said, so have you called the pastor? I said, well, no, he's in Virginia. So? Well, honey... We just bought the house, I mean, just weeks ago, and we just had a baby weeks ago. And Papa's dying, and my dad might be dying. And she said, John, but you haven't even left it to the Lord. You know, there's no answer to that. She's right. And I said, well, I don't know what to do. I mean, I can't imagine 
And she said, uh, why don't you at least call him and let the Lord see what he wants to do? And so I did, and you did, and we, uh, Mark and I had great privilege of uh, studying a great leadership book together that was a biblical study that we did for every week for almost five months. Hmm. And we got to go over the scriptures, we got to share heart, we got to find theological alignment, and we were both built up in the Lord. So by hmm. the time I actually met them face to face, it was like there's already a yoke fellowness that hmm. that made it such that when the church did want us to come and we had so enjoyed the people we had met, especially really appreciate the elders. I mean, hmm. just Amen. Humble men. I remember asking them a question during the interview that uh, they had never been asked, and it kind of threw them for a loop, and they handled it so well. I, I asked them, uh, if one of you was to sin in some way that the others of you saw, how would you handle it? And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, uh, well, would you talk to each other? Would you address it? I had a reason for asking, mm -hmm. because I think sometimes in church leadership, you tend to bury your sin, and you tend to minimize it. And what that does is it makes you kind of hold on to power but lose the humility that Christ is trying to build mm. in you. And I remember they looked, and they were waiting for one, one another to answer. None of them did. And finally, one of them said, you know, I don't know. We've, we've never really thought about that. But I really think that our desire to follow him is such that if something became apparent that one of us was missing out on it. I think we'd want to address it or we'd want somebody to help us do it. And I just thought there was such hmm. humility and honesty, not like we've arrived, but we know we haven't arrived and we're okay with that. Hmm. And it gave me a type of security that said, I think I can follow men like that. Hmm. And man, 29 years later, I would just say that was absolutely the case. And, hmm. and wouldn't you attest, John, like with me, the, the, both of us could attest of the value then of of local of being a part of a local church. Oh, yeah. Because we were... You were like 36 when we called you. Mm -hmm. 36, I was 37. 34 when I came here. I mean, there was a lot of green and a lot of immaturity. And we grew up together. Yeah. Um, but it was in the context of the local church. Yes. And we came in, we came in as pastors. Yeah. But it, it pity the church if we were the, if you and I were the all, key leaders right, in the church. Right. It was the, 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 the leadership team yeah, right. that helped shape us, yeah. the congregation yep. that helped shape us, rubbing right. shoulders That's right. all through these years. It's just so true. And I, I told somebody else last week, uh, and, and this is really true, when a, when a person takes a job as a pastor, they're looking for certain things. They're looking for, is there a heart identification with the Lord? Is there a heart identification with the scriptures? Is there a theological um, unity? Is there uh, are there are, are, do people appear to be straightforward? Are they addressing things? Do they have a heart for the lost? Do they have a heart for building up the body? You know, certain mm -hmm. things that you're probably looking for, eight or ten particular things. But I don't know a single pastor I've ever talked to who said, I, I want to make sure it's a church where I can still grow in Christ. Because you feel like my job is to help other people grow in Christ. Not that mm -hmm. I don't want to, not that I don't intend to, but that... It begins to pass back behind you because you have something else in front of you, which is to help somebody else grow, worship him, grow, serve. But the thing I look back, I think, golly, Lord, hmm. 29 years you've let me be part of this family, learn all I've learned, but grow in you while serving. And it that to me 
is one of the greatest gifts God could mm-hmm. ever give. It, it's not just a church we love or people we love, but the fact that Jesus wanted to build more of himself and he wanted to use the, the local church to do it. Yeah. And I, I just, I think if there's anything I would love people, anybody who is part of Fellowship Bible Church or, or would become part of Fellowship Bible Church or any other church that you're a part of, I would just want you to know what it really means that what is said right in the middle, uh, kind of the early middle of Ephesians chapter 4, that every member of the body is meant to function in such a way as to build the mutual uh, mutual edification such that Christ is formed in you. And that Christ being formed in you is an individual thing and a collective thing, so that that church shows the maturity of the love of Christ, that that church shows the maturity of the integrity of living the way that they're speaking. Um, and none of us can do that on alone. We, we weren't meant to. And I think that part of what I've learned here by by watching a lot of the mature men and women in this church, frankly, mm. by being related to them, is I tended to beat myself up when I didn't measure up until I started realizing that the way the messages I was getting from a lot of people were, of course you didn't. Of course you didn't. Not because God doesn't want you to, but because you can't do that on your own. Right. You need the church applying the Word of God with the Holy Spirit encasing it in His love, and as you believe, as you believe, as you know Him, you'll actually see Him change your shape. Mm-hmm. You'll actually see Him build in your impatience His patience. You'll actually see Him in your anger cause you to quiet your heart. You'll actually see Him give you joy when you're in a situation that normally and formally would have caused fear and anger. Yeah. That's God, yeah, and that's why the church is just such a gift on earth. And I, I golly day, I just hope people. We we get to would taste say, that. I mean, people talk about the longevity of our pastoral sta- staff, and, and and the blessing of that is which it is. But it's really a testimony to the leadership and it the is. congregation, yeah, it is. who has put up with us. Yep, yep, but yep. but again, that loving, um, um, that the the way the church is was designed to function. And yeah. we're the recipients of it. That's right. That's right. Mm. And that's not to say that somehow we're perfect or that, that we're where the church needs to be ultimately. Right. God is this remarkably holy God who is constantly calling for his church to be purified and strengthened and and filled with the love of Christ. And so wherever you happen to be is never where it's supposed to end up. But when you are learning as a people to walk together by faith, Man, it, it's a joyous journey, and yeah. it's uh, it's humbling, and it is exciting that an old man can learn something. Uh, and I just I just can't be thankful enough yeah. to the Lord. And mm-hmm. our prayer is that you and Diane will uh, you, you'll never you'll, you'll never reproduce here, no. but no. you know you're going to continue on. Yeah. Find yeah. a local church that yeah. we hope that'll continue. Yes, for you guys, but also that you'll find a place you bet. to minister you bet. to. And we know God's going to do that. Yeah. We're just confident yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. John, thank you for being here, dude. Well, golly. Hey, thanks, thank for, roll- you guys thanks for... for rolling with the surprise and the punches. It's a wild bunch. It is uh, a wild bunch. We're going to miss you, man. Love you all. Thank you very much, and thank you to the church. Thank you to, certainly thank you to the Lord for bringing us here, but just thank you for being such a gracious yeah, bunch of folks. Hmm. Hmm. Love you all. Thank you guys for listening and watching to this special episode of Sermon Spotlight. As a reminder, you can find us on podcast platforms all over the place and at fbcva.org. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love, God bless.